Welcome to the Stories of Light podcast. Are you searching for God-centered mentors in the network marketing industry? Are you striving for success or seeking to serve the kingdom? Do you want to build this business his way? You're in luck, friend. I'm Heather, and I'm excited to introduce you to some of the most successful God-centered leaders in the industry who are willing to share their wisdom and pour into you. Get excited for today's interview. Okay, Bob, I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for being one of my very first guests on this podcast. Well, you're welcome. It's a great honor. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, if you have not heard of Bob Heilig, which if you have been following me long, or if you are on my team, or if you've ever heard me talk about my business, more than likely you have heard me mention Bob Heilig's name probably more than once because he truly does embody my virtual upline. His company is called Your Virtual Upline. And it's a coaching program that I have been a part of for a couple of years now. And I truly feel that it has made such an unbelievable impact on my business because what Bob teaches not only helps leaders have success in their business, but he also teaches that that success and the growth is a byproduct of loving and serving, which of course all comes from a biblical framework. And Bob, I will never, ever forget hearing a little bit more of your story and the God doesn't make junk (laughs) episode of your podcast which Bob's podcast is one of the very top, if not the top network marketing podcast that's out there. So I'm really grateful for you to be here. But in that episode, you talked about the fact that your faith was really something that was a huge part of your business. And you really felt like it was a gift from the Lord. And so I cannot wait to hear a little bit more about your story to dive deeper and to see how the Lord has not only blessed you in your 10 years plus within the network marketing sphere, being a top earner, top leader, but then now stepping into your bigger calling and purpose and passion and helping all of us as leaders grow in our business through that love, serve, grow framework. So thank you again for being here. Yeah, I'm excited to share my story and see where this goes. Awesome, awesome. Well, first of all, for those of you, you know, who might not know Bob, Bob, I would love for you to just maybe share just a little bit about where you're from, your background, maybe even what your life was growing up, like the Bob that we might not know. <laughs> so give us a little backstory. Yeah. So, well, today, so I live in Philadelphia area with my wife and my two sons. I got two little boys, Grayson and JP, for uh, almost four and 14 months. So my life today looks very different than it did when I started this journey. But, you know, when I first got involved in network marketing, it was, I'm going to date myself a little bit here. It was all the way back in the year 2000, 2001. I was kind of uh, fresh out of college trying to find my way. And I got introduced to this profession, never having heard of it before. And I just remember the very first time I sat in a opportunity presentation, I just got it right away. It was the thing that I had always been looking for without realizing what it was. And and the thing that really caused me to get it was I've always had this kind of thing inside of me that I always felt like there was something special that I was supposed to do. I'm sure you know a lot of people feel that way, but there was always just that feeling in me. And it was always something that I kind of ignored because quite frankly, most of my life, I was pretty average by every measure. But I just always had this belief that someday there was something important I was going to do. And I got introduced to network marketing and I fell in love with it, not only for the financial side of things, but for me, impact and contribution was always something that I felt called to. And 
I saw an opportunity for me to be rewarded to do those things. And that's why I signed up. But the big problem that I had, and if, if you, you know, maybe you've not heard me share this before, you may find this hard to believe, but I had this incredible fear of public speaking. Almost my entire life, it was second to fear of heights. Public speaking has always been the greatest fear. Wow. And it's been something that I avoided my whole life. You know, I was the kid in class that even if I knew the answer to the question, I would never raise my hand because I literally just hated the sound of my own voice. And part of that, looking back today, it's clear to me, I really had this limiting belief about myself that I just didn't have anything important to say and that people didn't want to hear what I had to say. And that manifested in this fear that I had. And here I was joining a network marketing company and every day being put in positions where I had to <laughs> face this fear you know, talking to people and then presenting and training and doing all these things that terrified me. And it's no wonder I struggled for my first year because I was not really willing to embrace that fear. I just kind of went through the motions. I did the minimum. You know, I did what a lot of people do. I did the minimum amount of work, but I had the maximum expectation of results. And <laughs> so I struggled that first year. And it wasn't until I really finally started to understand what network marketing really was for me. You know, I really truly believe that network marketing starts out for most of us as a personal development program with a compensation plan attached to it, right? It's our willingness to face our fears and work on ourselves and grow and become better that helps us in terms of attracting success. But for me, I think it was something much more. Because when I look at my life today and I see, you know, how I make a living and the way that I make an impact in the world, it's so tied to my voice, to my story and me mm -hmm. speaking. I really believe that this profession was an assignment from God for me. I really do. I mean, I think that this business model placed in my life to really help me uh, discover the potential and the gifts that he has placed inside of me. And I like to think that I would have found out about this in me otherwise, but I'm not sure that I would have to this extent because, you know, network marketing, the beautiful part about it, which is also the scariest part is we join our business and it's like a spotlight gets shined on all of our biggest, deepest fears and insecurities. And we're forced to have to face that. For me, this was the big thing for me. What's so powerful as I look back today, it's interesting how something that was always my biggest fear was really just a reflection of one of my greatest gifts. And I think that fear is an interesting thing where a lot of times the things we fear the most in life, there's reason because we feel called to them and that scares mm -hmm. us. And it's just interesting to see that how my purpose is so directly tied to something that held me back for so long. But it wasn't until I really started to understand that I needed to be able to overcome that fear and start to look inside of myself and challenge myself that I started to, to kind of see success. And my journey as an entrepreneur has been a long one. I struggled for the first half of my career in this profession through just sheer determination and will and not quitting. I eventually started to see success. And I'm sure we'll talk today about a lot of like my biggest lessons of success. But over time, I eventually figured it out. But I only share that because I'm not an overnight success story. I literally didn't recruit a single person my first year. <laughs> I earned every bit of success that I've had. And I've learned a lot of lessons along the way. We share those every day through our business. And I'm excited to share some today on the show. Oh my gosh. I love that you started with that because you know the Bible says that his power is made perfect through our weakness. And 
So it's kind of wild that now the impact that you're making on thousands and thousands of, if not millions of people through what you're doing now, which is using your voice and overcoming those fears. Imagine if you had just stayed in that place of fear and the negative thoughts and negative self-doubt instead of stepping into what the Lord had planned for you, which is always so much better than anything I know we can imagine for ourselves. So I love that you started from that place. And I would love to hear maybe some of those specific stories in just a bit about how the Lord has shown up in your business in terms of both blessing it, but also in some of those trials and things that you might've experienced as well. Yeah. So, but I would love to kind of know just your background in terms of faith. How did you come to know the Lord? You know, was it when you were little, older? Just tell us a little bit about your faith journey. I grew up Catholic. My mother and father, you know, we did, we were a typical Catholic family. We weren't practicing in the sense that we went to church every week, but we attended the holidays on the ma- attended church on the major holidays. And, you know, faith was as growing up, it was there, but it wasn't a strong part of my life in terms of the practice of faith. And, you know, I became a Christian, I guess I was probably about 21, 22 years old. At that point in my life, you know, I was kind of searching for something like more of a guiding force to tell me kind of where I needed to go with my life and take my life. And a big part of that for me was being introduced to network marketing. I Mm -hmm. was introduced to early mentors of mine that were strong in their faith and Christians. You know, a lot of the early principles that I was taught were biblically based in terms of just, you know, using entrepreneurship as a force for something bigger. And that just resonated with me a lot. And that kind of led me down that path. And I've always, my faith has always been a strong part of my life, but it hasn't always been visible or evident in terms of the message or, you know, we call it our personal brand today. Back in when I was 21 years old, there wasn't a personal brand. There wasn't (laughs) media. It was literally just who you were when you talk mm-hmm. to people is for me, my faith was always something more that was a private part of my life, but mm-hmm. it's always been something that's been there for me that I've leaned on at all times in my life. So, Wow. That's amazing. I'd love to talk more about some of those mentors that maybe inspired you early on in your journey and your network marketing journey. I was actually just having that conversation with a friend the other day. They said, I wonder who Bob's mentors are. And I said, if I had to guess, I'd say Tony Robbins and Jim Rohn. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I made a guess. So you well, tell us who well, they were certainly, you know, Jim Rohn was the first ever like personal development person that I ever listened to. I mean, I just, Jim Rohn was incredible. He actually spoke, you know, it's funny. Here's a good story. I haven't told this story that much, but I think I told it at our event. The first like national convention that I ever attended, Jim Rohn spoke at, he was the keynote speaker for my first network marketing company. And I can remember at that time I had been in the business maybe six months. I had no success. So I was really at that point where I was feeling frustrated, like wondering, is this for me? Is this ever going to work? And my, my sponsor, Mike, he said, look, you just got to go to the event. You won't know until you get there. And I you know, re- reluctantly went to the event. I'm like, I don't even know if I want to do this thing anymore. And I remember sitting in the audience. It was this huge arena, like 15,000 people. And I remember hearing all these stories and just feeling so inspired. But it was like this one particular moment. It was Saturday around five o'clock. The keynote speaker always came on to close out that Saturday. And it was Jim Rohn. It's so funny. I mean, he was like, you know, so small. He had to stand on a stool just to see over <laughs> the dais. And he had his little notes there. But like when he opened his mouth and spoke, it was like it stopped me dead in the tracks. Like I'd never heard somebody speak like that before. 
And I can remember literally just like physically my, my entire posture changed. I started leaning forward and I was like, got my notebook out. And I was just like devouring every word that he said. And I remember thinking like, feeling so inspired and I, and having this like really crazy thought, like, man, I would love to be able to do that someday. Like I just, I felt so moved by his words. I'm like, how amazing would it be able to make another human feel that way just by sharing your story? And I can remember immediately catching myself like, are you crazy? You want to do that? Like you can't even speak, you know, in a small group, like how, like it was this really, it was this weird kind of like feeling called to do something that scared me to death. And it was like, that like planted a seed inside of me. And I remember leaving that event feeling a little different about just what I wanted to do with my future. And I didn't know how I was going to get there. I didn't know if I was going to get there, but I left that event really feeling like that was something I wanted to do in my life. And it's really crazy. I spoke on stage last two years ago at an event that was in an arena with 15,000 people. It was Mm. the first time I ever spoke and I shared that story. And I said, you know, never doubt what having Mm -hmm. faith and persistence can do in your life. You know, you can do things that would literally astound yourself if you just are willing to stick with it long enough and do the work. And, um, you know, but in my early days, what I didn't realize is all those challenging years that I had, that I was being prepared for something. Mm -hmm much bigger that I couldn't see at that moment. There were many, many days. I mean, I can like vividly remember driving home from meetings. I mean, this is when we actually used to have to go to people's houses. (laughs) There was no Zoom. But I would drive home some days, you know, three, four hours on a Tuesday night from a meeting that I was supposed to do that nobody showed up to. Driving home late at night, having to wake up early in the morning and go to work and literally just overcome with emotions, just saying like, you know, God, why is this not happening for me? Like I'm doing everything that that I'm being taught to do. And I I see it working for other people. Mm. What do I have to do? And what I didn't realize was that, you know, in that season of my life, he wasn't giving me what I wanted. He was giving me what I needed because there was a lot of growth that I needed to go through. And he was preparing me for something bigger, a bigger Mm -hmm. platform that I couldn't yet see. And what's really powerful today is as I share my story today in our business to connect with people and to influence them, those are the periods of my life that I talk about the most. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about our success. I don't nope. talk about how much money I've made and how big my downline mm-hmm. was. I don't talk about any of that stuff. Because what I've learned is people won't buy your success until they buy your failures. Mm-hmm. And it's our story that helps us connect with people. And the parts of our story that enriches the most are the challenges that we've gone through. And I think there's probably a lot of people that are listening to this today that are in those early chapters of their story. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, what a shame and what a tragedy it would be for someone to quit before they've even written the whole story. And I think if we can learn how to embrace the challenges and recognize that they're there for a reason, because sometimes we have dreams that are a little bigger than our capabilities to fulfill them. And if we can just learn how to just embrace the process and understand mm-hmm. that this is all a part of it. It just helps us so much. Oh my gosh, that is, that's amazing in so many ways. And actually one of my favorite Jim Rohn trainings is when he talks about the parable of the sower and, mm. you know, looking yeah. for good soil, which of course is straight from the word from the Bible. And it's one of my favorite examples of, you know, you have to share, just like you said, you have to share your full story, the wins and the struggles 
in order to connect with the good soil and to plant the seeds with the good soil. And it's pretty wild to hear the back end of your story and how you were inspired to walk in the footsteps of Jim Rohn, even if you had no idea what that looked like, because that's exactly the first time I heard your message and your podcast and joined Legacy Leadership Academy. I felt that exact same way. I felt like I, for the first time in my business, had that sense of clarity, that sense of purpose, and really leaning into the bigger picture of what was possible. And again, not just thinking financially, but truly the bigger picture from an impact um, and service perspective that really shifted everything for me. So it's funny to see how that's come full circle. And then I had another, um, I kind of mentioned this a little bit already, but I'll never forget in both of these times when I had these realizations through your podcast and through your coaching, we're on airplanes to our company conference. And the second one was when you finally kind of came out with your faith, if you will. What's the episode? God doesn't create junk. Is it 96? Yeah, well, we actually republished it. It was episode 200. So we did a best of and we republished it just recently in episode 200. So not too long ago. And that's perfect. So there's a couple places to find it. But it was so inspiring because you just said that you at one point were kind of shying around your faith and integrating that into your message. But you even shared, I think on that podcast, the experience of speaking at a conference and how you just decided to integrate what was on your heart, which was that came from the Lord, right? So can you yeah. tell us that story? Because I think it's... Yeah, so well, so let, let me just take a step back real quick and I'll sure. connect two pieces together. So I didn't fully answer your question about my mentors. So one of my, probably one of the most influential mentors in my life has always been John Maxwell. I mean, he's mm. somebody that I studied extensively from a leadership perspective, but you know, there's two sides to John Maxwell, right? I mean, as a pastor and somebody that's very strong in his faith, I found a lot of value being able to find somebody that was tying in his leadership teaching to biblical principles. And probably one of my favorite resources is the Maxwell Leadership Bible. So his Mm -hmm. version of the Bible, where he talks about how his core leadership principles apply to biblical teachings. And I find that's really important for us in our work is I want to do my best to try to honor God in the work that we do and you know, teach from the original source. And, and I think, you know, for me, one of my other, my most influential members, if not the, has been Jesus my whole mm-hmm. life. You know, it's, you know, he is the greatest networker of all time, right? I mean, he's definitely got the biggest downline in the world. And, um, <laughs> you know, I think Love, Serve, Grow was really a lot of that was modeled off of the life that he lived in his teachings. And, you know, I think that it was kind of a culmination of those things. But to answer your second question, so when I started this journey as your virtual upline, I did what most people did. You know, I just figured out what everybody wanted to hear. And I built a business around selling them that stuff. You know, we did, we trained on Facebook and, you know, I taught pretty much what everybody else was teaching. I just put my spin on it and I built a business and we built a successful business for, and we spent, you know, two years doing that, but felt like there was something missing for me. You know, I was teaching things to people that they wanted and they were buying, but ultimately they were not really transforming their life. They were not making a difference for them. And I wasn't feeling really fulfilled by the message that we were putting out into the world. And there was actually a span of time where I had a little bit of an identity crisis where I didn't know if I wanted to be known as a network marketing trainer because I really wasn't feeling all that excited about what I was seeing and what I was teaching people. And what I didn't realize is I was searching for our message. We didn't have our message yet. Mm. And there was a span of about six or seven months where, you know, I 
tried to go teach real estate agents and I spoke at a real estate convention and I did all this other stuff. And what I realized was these are the people that I really want to serve. These are the people I love the most. This is the profession I understand the most. I just need to figure out a way to do it that is really fulfilling to me, that gives me a greater sense of purpose. And that's where I started searching for what that was. And the beginning of that was when we created the Legacy Leadership Academy back in, I mean, it's probably 2017, maybe now. I mean, it's been like four years. And that was the start of it. And I started to create a unique message. And now that was the birthplace of Love, Serve, Grow. But Love, Serve, Grow didn't really exist at that point <laughs> yet, right? It was the first step. It wasn't, quite frankly, until about a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. maybe the end of 2019, that I started to really get clear on what this was for me. And wow. we started teaching this idea of Love, Serve, Grow, although we weren't quite using it in that framework. And I really started to notice how the message shifted, not only for the way that I felt about it, but for the way people were receiving it. It was giving them the thing that they didn't realize they needed, but there was this missing piece as we were teaching these biblically-based principles that we weren't really giving credit to the original source for. We <laughs> you know, we, I wasn't incorporating the Lord in the message And on a lot of levels, I felt like I was missing the most important piece. Like it kind of felt a little bit hollow and empty. And it's funny, my team one day, they sent me a, they sent me a message and, you know, like if you did a Google search, we just put Bob Heilig in Google. One of the top searches was what religion is Bob Heilig? (laughs) I was like, that's hilarious. It's so funny, but I would like, I, people, I started getting lots of questions like, Bob, are you Christian? What religion are you? Because, and so I got to a point where I actually attended a Tony Robbins seminar and that was the turning point for me where I was like, you know, I just need to really follow where I feel like I'm being called and I need to stop worrying about trying to be something to everybody. And I need to get really clear on who I want to serve and the way that I want to serve them. And that's when I, you know, really started being more public and talking about the role of God in my business and my life. And for me, it was really a matter of honoring my priorities. Mm-hmm. My priorities in my life have always been my faith, my family, and then my business, right? So it's mm-hmm. faith, family, freedom. I want to, everything I do, I want to honor God. And I want to do it in a way that is, allows me to be the father and husband I want to be and build a business that gives me freedom. And the problem was I wasn't honoring God in my work. So I needed to change the way that we started showing up. And we did. And it was scary, quite frankly, because there were people in our audience that were like, this is weird. Now, like he's talking about God and he's never done that before. And I knew that I was okay with that fact because I realized that at its core, the message is still incredibly valuable. And if me talking about my faith is enough to turn you away, then maybe that means you're just not for me. And the way that I say it, and I talked about it in the podcast was, I just stopped trading my own authenticity for the approval of other people. And I just stepped boldly into who I was and what I believed. And we added that additional element to the message and it really made a bigger impact with people. Um, and that's kind of brought us to where we are today with Love, Serve, Grow in its current you know, shape and form. I truly believe, and Heather, you hear me talk about this all the time, Love, Serve, Grow is not just, it's the framework we teach to help you build a more successful business, but it's a lot more than that. I mean, I truly believe Love, Serve, Grow is literally the purpose to our life. Mm -hmm. This is what we're being called to do, right? We're called to love God and be the perfect embodiment of his love in the world and serve 
and in the process of serving, growing and making the most of the gifts and the talents and the potential that he's given us. And, you know, at the end of our days, here's what we're not going to be judged for. How many followers we have on social media (laughs) or how much money we've made. The people that love us the most are not going to remember us for the car that we drove or the house we lived in or the rank we held. We're going to be the end of our days. Our legacy is made up of love and service and growth. And I think that's why today I've never felt a deeper sense of purpose to the work that we do because my mission today is I literally want to help transform the world through the power of Love, Serve, Grow using this profession, which I think is one of the most powerful vehicles in the world for leadership and impact. And that's kind of what's brought us to the point today that we're at. Wow, that is amazing. Well, I know one of the biggest questions that I get, I've started doing a stories of like clubhouse room on Friday mornings at 10. Thanks to, you know, learning from you on clubhouse. And one of the biggest questions and something that actually surprised me are people who are strong in their faith, but don't feel that it's appropriate to integrate it into their brand or into their business in some way. And I, for me, probably from learning from your example, I can't imagine not putting that out there because it's such a big part of who I am. And as you said, I would feel inauthentic in not sharing and pointing that success back to him and sharing the source of it all for me. So what would you say for someone who maybe is feeling you know, they, they are strong in their own personal faith, but doesn't feel like they should mix it in with their brand or their business. Yeah, here's a very counterintuitive lesson on marketing and branding that I learned is there's a tendency when you first start out, you want to try to be everything to everyone. Mm-hmm. And you're very careful about sharing some of the most personal parts of your life because you don't want to turn people off. So it's like we just show up as this kind of like watered down version of ourselves, And we do what we think we need to do in order to get people to like us. Mm-hmm. And we have to ask ourselves, where does that come from? Our desire to be liked and accepted comes from our own issues of unworthiness. See, most people that are out there trying to build a personal brand today, they're living from a place of scarcity and fear. And they're making decisions in their business that they think will get them the most amount of likes and followers on social media because they're literally attaching their sense of self-worth to the Mm. result that they get on social media. See, what happens is, is when we don't need everyone to like us anymore, when we're not leading from fear and we're truly putting love at the center of our business and our life, and this is what we teach in Love to Grow, this is the first Mm -hmm. step. Putting love at the center of your business and your life is really just a matter of affirming your own sense of self-worth and knowing that you're not worthy because someone likes your posts or leaves your comment. You're worthy because you exist, right? You were creating God's image and God doesn't create junk. And <laughs> that's the story that we're telling ourselves. It gives us the permission to be ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when we don't, here's what's interesting. When we don't feel the need to have everybody like us. And we're okay with the fact that we're not going to be, it's funny. I I don't want to be everyone's cup of tea. I want to be someone's kombucha. (laughs) I want to be very specific that if you like me, you like, there's nobody that's like wishy-washy. Like I kind of like kombucha. It's like, I hate (laughs) it or I love it. Right. But right. That's what I want. I want to find those people that really believe what I believe. And Mm -hmm. when you stop that and you really just own who you are, you stop trying to get everybody to like you, you'll find the people you want. You'll build a following and a brand and a community so much faster, so much bigger, being more specific than you will trying to be everything. And I think it really comes down to, you know, authenticity. I love that you shared that, but here's what people don't understand about authenticity. 
everybody says, well, just be yourself, just be authentic. <laughs> like that's easy to do. There's nothing in the world harder than being yourself and being authentic if you deep down inside don't believe you're good enough. And people focus so much on strategies for authenticity. You don't do authenticity. It's not a script. You be authentic. Authenticity is a state of being. Mm -hmm. You don't have to think about being authentic. Love gives you the permission to be yourself. Authenticity comes as a byproduct of that. And I think there's a lot of people out there that are strategically thinking about how can I be more authentic and how can I build a brand? <laughs> They're missing the most important part. And look, those people are a dime a dozen out there. There's mm -hmm. so many of those kinds of people, but there's not a lot of people like you, Heather, that are just truly owning what you are and what you're important. You're living, you're building a business according to your values and priorities. Mm -hmm. And that's, we don't connect with people over teaching them how to be better at gaming the Facebook algorithm or how to be better on live video, we connect with them on things that are important. And then once we connect with people on the most important things, now we have permission to be able to help them and serve them in these other areas. Wow. I love that. That's a great, great example. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, one of the things I've learned from Legacy Leadership Academy and now, of course, in, I'm in next level is really leaning into choosing faith over fear. <laughs> and I think that when I hear you talk about that, and instead of being so strategic in how we put out our brand, really just listening for that wisdom and that direction and guidance from the Lord each day, knowing that we are given what we need when we need it. And like you said, sometimes we need to grow a little bit before we're given more responsibility or more. But most of us, and I know myself included, have had a tendency to lean more into the fear side as opposed to walking on the water, right? And just going for it, especially when we know that it could have a greater impact for the kingdom. So, you know, as we wrap up, I would love for you to kind of, you know, speak to, to that and choosing faith over fear for somebody who might be afraid of, of whatever it is in their business right now. Yeah, I think a lot of people have a misunderstanding of faith. Mm -hmm. I think we lose faith about what's inside of us because we forget who's inside of us. We forget who we were created by. You know, what I'll say to anybody that's out there struggling right now, wondering whether they are good enough and they have what it takes, you didn't create yourself. You were created. You were mm -hmm. created in God's image. And it's not your job to judge the creation. Mm -hmm. It's your job mm -hmm. to honor it. It's your job to accept it. It's your job to give praise and thanks for the simple fact that you are here and you have an opportunity to make a difference in the world. See, when we stop wishing we were somebody we're not and comparing ourselves to others and we start accepting who we are, that gives us incredible power. And But when we talk about faith, we're not talking about a feeling and we're not talking about you going to church every weekend and praising mm -hmm. Jesus. I'm talking to you about the practice of faith. Mm -hmm. Faith is demonstrated through action. Mm -hmm. The practice of faith is measured through courageous action. If you feel as though you have a calling for your life, you are required to practice your faith. And there's a lot of people out there that this is going to hit home with them because you say you're faithful, but when it comes down right down to it, you're not doing the things every day that are a demonstration of that faith. When we think about what faith is, it's really just believing that if we're willing to do the work, that there's a plan 
for our life that is bigger than sometimes we can understand. How could I have possibly ever known 20 years ago when I started this journey? I would have liked to have told you I could see where I am today, but I didn't. But I always had faith that if I just put one foot in front of the other and I did the work that I was being called to do, that God had a plan for my life. And I didn't know what that was, but I did know that his plan was better than my plan. And I think a lot of times we get frustrated because we feel like it should be happening already. And we lose sight of the fact that maybe there is a bigger purpose for us going through the challenges that we're going through. But if we can just continue to practice our faith, do the things that we're being called to do, this is where I think Love, Serve, Grow is literally a formula, not only for building a successful business, but for building a successful life. If every day you're loving and you're serving and you're growing, that's all we ever can do. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, what is fear? Fear is just you imagining a negative outcome for something you haven't even done yet. Fear is imagining that if you try, it's not going to work. Faith is imagining the positive and believing the positive, right? So if you're going to make a story out one way or the other, you might as well at least make up a story that makes you feel confident enough to go out and do the work. You know, and I think that's what it really boils down to is being able to identify what are our beliefs? What are the things that are driving us every day? Mm -hmm. Because that is ultimately going to be the thing that's going to make or break you in your business. I could not agree more. And I would love to, as we finish up, what has the Lord put on your heart for the future? And is there anything that kind of scares you still in your business? Or is there anything sometimes where if you let it, fear might, <laughs> might come into the picture? What's next for you? Yeah, I think for me, and listen, my vision is always changing. I think a lot of times people struggle with vision because they're like, I don't know what my vision is. I don't know what my purpose is. What's my purpose? Look, purpose comes from progress. Purpose comes from progress. Right. People are like, well, I, I did a coaching call one time and one of our students was struggling because she really felt called to purpose and contribution. And, you know, she's like, I, I have this vision. I want to I want to have an orphanage in Africa one day and I want to help orphans. And I'm like, that's amazing. She's like, but I feel so overwhelmed because how am I going to get there? I'm like, well, you want to know what God's calling you to do right now? He's calling you to serve the person that's in front of you. Wow. So how about we let go not knowing how we're going to get there. And we just show up and we do what we're being called to do today. And that's really, for me, Heather, that's what I do is I look at who do we have in front of us? Who do I have in front of me today that I can serve? So for me, it's this podcast. This is what I'm being called to. This is literally the most important thing in my life right now. I I have an opportunity during this interview to serve someone. And I don't know who it is, but you know, in my mind, the thing that I think about is there's going to be someone that hears this that needed to hear what we had to say today. And this is my purpose right now. And I think if we learn how to focus in the present moment on what we're doing, and we just continue to do that over and over and over again, we begin to grow and we start to get more clarity onto where we're going. You know, I've got a big vision. I want to literally change the way that people look at this profession. People don't look down on network marketing. They look down on network marketers. Yes. Because there's so many people out there by no fault of their own, they're being taught the wrong way to go about building a business, sales strategies based in scarcity and fear, and it's giving the profession a bad reputation. Mm -hmm. So I have a mission to change the way people think about and look at and operate inside of this Mm -hmm. profession, because I really believe that the world needs what we have to offer. There are way more people out there today hurting than there are helping. And the thing that lights me up every day is in our programs and our work is being able to plant a seed of belief inside of someone, just like was planted in me by Jim Rohn Mm -hmm. 20 years ago. Maybe this podcast does it, to plant that seed of belief, to say, you want to know what? Maybe this is possible for me. Maybe there is something. Maybe it's not an accident that I'm here. 
and to be able to help nourish that and cultivate that and teach people how to grow into something bigger. And I think for us, it's about leadership. That's what we do in our business. You know, we are creating a new wave of leaders called legacy leaders. And I'm not sure where that's going to go yet, but I don't need to know in order to be excited about the process and doing the work. Wow. And that is choosing faith over fear in and of itself is not to have the whole picture planned out. So it means the world for you to make this a priority. And I have no doubt that your story and the words that you shared will resonate with so many. So I'm so thankful. Was there anything that we didn't cover that you want to share or anything that you want to leave us with today? No, I mean, I think, look, we've covered so much great stuff. I'll say this is I really, I touched on this just now, but to me, Heather, you haven't yet experienced this yet, but here's the best part about podcasts is we're recording this right now. It's April, 2021, right? Mm-hmm. There are going to be people that listen to this episode literally three, four, five years from now. Wow. I have people, you know, our podcast is five years old. We have 220 some episodes. We just interviewed you on the show. I still have people today that will tag me in the first episode that I've ever done. I don't even remember what I said in it. I'm like, I hope I said something good because I know the message is real different today. But (laughs) there's going to be people that listen to this years Mm -hmm. from now. And so I'll say to that person, whomever you are, whether, you know, it's not an accident that you're here in right now listening to the show. It really isn't. And it's not an accident that you've been introduced to this profession. It's not an accident that you've been connected to a company that have the products that you have that can transform people's lives and the business opportunity that you have that you can do the same. It's not an accident. And you've got to really start to believe that. There is such a bigger purpose. You know, you are not in the makeup business, the hair, <laughs> hair products, the skincare. You are in the changing lives business. And if you can wake up to that deeper sense of purpose and really start looking at your business a little bit differently, this is what Love, Serve, Grow gives us the gift of seeing that that's when we begin to really go out and make a difference. And I just, you know, if I could just speak that belief into that person that maybe they're ready to quit, just they're wondering like, you know, they're on one of those drives home like I was where they're like, is this ever going to happen? I'm like, just have faith and just keep Mm -hmm. moving forward. And um, for anybody that's listening to this show, tap into this as a resource. You know, Heather has been such an incredible part of our community. She's been one of our best success stories. She's somebody I talk about all the time because I think she really embodies like what Love, Serve, Grow is. And I think this to me is going to be an incredible resource and a gift that you're going to give to people that are on their journey of faith struggling. How do I make this connection between my faith and my business? I think what you're doing is going to be such an important gift to everyone. So I'm really excited to see where this goes for you. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you for being a part of it and for kicking it off. And I can't wait to see what this looks like for all of us in in the next five years. It'll be amazing. So, well, thank you, Bob. I really appreciate you sharing your story and your heart with us. And thank you again for serving me and my, my business. And thanks for pointing it all back to the Lord. That is probably the most inspiring piece to all of this. So have a great day. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Heather. Thanks everybody. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode and make sure to share with a friend. I'd also be forever grateful if you'd be willing to leave me a review over on iTunes. And don't forget to check out heatherkburge.com for lots more info. Have a great week.